What is going on, you guys? And welcome back to another video. Today's a fun one. We got a portfolio reveal in store for you guys. Portfolio update. It's been a while since I've done one of these. And we're essentially going to be taking a look under the hood across all my different uh, platforms and holdings. I know you guys are always asking and curious, oh, how's the portfolio looking? What are the stocks you've been owning? Let's take a look. If you guys appreciate this, give it a thumbs up. Not an easy video to do, uh, especially when you have winners, losers, but I think it's important to uh, be transparent. Obviously, over on Blossom, you guys can see my Questrade portfolio because that does link with Blossom. Here's my RSP that we're going to be diving into first. And for example, TD is not a supported platform, so um, this kind of gets uh, pushed aside, but hey, happy to share it with you guys here today. So um, total bounce today we're seeing is 91,000. Um, I wish it was more, but it's a number I'm really proud about. As a 28-year-old, I've been contributing to this over the years and slowly and steadily uh, growing it up. Essentially how this works, by the way, with my TD account is if you look, we actually break it down into two different accounts. So the Canadian dollar account is the smaller of the bunch. You guys know my strategy when it comes to investing. I love Canada. Um, I don't hate Canada by any means but it does come in at a smaller weighting of my portfolio. In fact, as you take a look here, and weirdly enough, this Apple holding, uh, it should be in the US portfolio, but I've tried transferring it a bunch of times. And um, for some reason, it just wants to stay in this Canadian dollar account. It's no big deal. But this should in theory be uh, with the US stocks in the US account. Here I own basically one, two, three, four, five. I don't even really count this bond fund uh, as, the, uh, as a real holding. It's kind of just a cash placeholder, which has actually performed quite poorly for me. But um, I own only five real Canadian holdings. And we'll see in just a second over on the RSP side. I mean, on the US side, we own a lot more US stocks. And that's always been my strategy, especially in the RSP. I do like to hold a ton of US stocks. Nevertheless, we've seen nice performance out of Alimentation Kush Tard. Uh, well, I said it wrong again. I know you guys are going to blast me in the comments. But uh, yeah, I don't feel comfortable trying the French pronunciation. This is the stock I got from you guys. But this one's up 53%. So a nice little gain there. Uh, TD, obviously a staple. Brookfield actually posting a gain, which is super nice. I obviously have both um, of the Brookfields after the spinoff here. And then TELUS, which is down 7%. I actually just added TELUS. So about a week or so ago, I know they dropped a little bit more earlier this week. I think yesterday or Monday, there was another big drop. So they've been on pretty much a free fall. But at the end of the day, I had never owned TELUS. Um, I've been watching it for years and years and years. I actually saw a post saying that now over the past five years, TELUS actually posted a negative return over the past five years, which is pretty wild to think about, right? One of our big behemoth telecoms. Uh, I do think that it's clear there are some struggles with the company, but at these levels, um, I'm happy to start taking an entry here. And the fact that it's down 7%, that's something you live with as you're uh, building into a position, plan to own these stocks for the long term. But the Canadian portion of this portfolio is probably nothing all too exciting. Um... Yeah, it's just your five or six, really five or six um, Canadian holes and some of my all-time favorites. You guys know I talk about them all the, on the channel all the time. Rookfield, TD, Kushchard, uh, you guys know the, I rock with those and I will going forward. But if we were to toggle over to the US side, you will see I have a cash balance of about 4,200. I always like to keep some cash on hand. There was a little bit of cash in that Canadian account if you saw, I think around one or 2,000, just so I have some dry powder to work with. But as you can see, dollar figure wise, this one does come in at the larger dollar figure. And of course, this is in US dollars. So if we were to convert this relative to Canadian, it actually is much higher. Um, nevertheless, that's the way I want it. And this is an account that I've had for quite some time. I mean, clearly you see some really nice returns on Apple and the previous one, Amazon up 174%. It's because I've owned these for quite some time. And you even think like, you know, the book cost on these are so much smaller because when I was a, you know, younger investor, I still am a young investor, but 
you know, when I was younger, I didn't have all this capital to um, invest, right? I'm investing smaller dollar figures, $1,000 positions, $500 positions, but some of them have just done so well and um, grown where they still represent a, a very fair portion of the portfolio coming in at about 5%. I'd love to add more to Amazon. It's been on my radar actually, you know, since the drop, but nevertheless, I'm living with that. Google's posting a 31% gain. Uh, Visa, another solid performer uh, as expected. They just chug along. Starbucks, FedEx, Cisco, and to sports, uh, one of my Chinese holdings we see coming in a 6% weight. And I call this out because you guys know my history with Asian stocks. Um, some have not panned out uh, clearly. And uh, we'll talk about that later, especially as we look towards the TFSA. But uh, nevertheless, 6% weighted here at Antisports. They just signed a deal with Kyrie Irving. I saw that. Uh, Coca-Cola, smaller position in the portfolio. Tyler Technologies, a bit, essentially break even. This is one that we don't talk about on the channel, but I am actually quite bullish on. Um, kind of a hidden gem, in my opinion. We will see. Snapchat, uh, here's the losers of the portfolio here. We see Snapchat. I mean, I will just call out down 26%, which sucks. Um, it's $183 in my portfolio. So... This is truly peanuts. It represents 0.29. And you guys know my history with Snapchat. It's more so just a reminder to me to not buy an IPO for the sake of buying an IPO. And I'm always going to hold this stock uh, as that reminder, that dud in my portfolio, that who knows how it plays out, but it's a good mental note. Don't, don't do that because that was a bad thing that I did back in the day when I was getting started a number of years ago. Johnson & Johnson has been trading flat. I've owned this stock for a little while, but it essentially traded flat 6% of the portfolio. Realty Income Corp. I, again, I considered these flat. Down 3% is essentially flat. I actually just added to Realty Corp. I made a video about a couple of weeks ago that you guys probably saw. This one is one of the larger positions in my portfolio. So we see the 11% weighting. I think this is a perfect hold for the RRSP. You guys know why if you've been following the channel long enough with dividends. SoFi is another one of those duds or reminders in my portfolio, which I probably honestly should scrap. Down 24%. Uh, it does represent about $700 in the portfolio, so not a massive amount, uh, but also not as promising of a stock, I would say. You know, it's a the landscape two years ago when the meme stocks and the hype stocks were going crazy, I got sucked in. Uh, I make mistakes too, and I said, I want to shoot for the moon, and I went for a SoFi position, and it's just not the type of stock that I want to hold or own. So in all honesty, I probably should be trashing that one. And then last but not least, this one's been a big drag on the portfolio because we see it coming in at 9% after the 30% drop, but it's of course 10 cent. Actually one of my larger positions across the board, across all of my holdings, which is a massive company over in China. You guys have heard me talk about them a million times, but here I am about two, down about $2,000 on that position. And as we'll see in our other um, accounts, we do also own this stock too. And it's been a, a play that has come back to, to bite me in the butt, but hopefully you guys can learn from that and learn from my mistakes you know you live and you learn and again i'll give some concluding thoughts on that as i talk about the other portfolio but i did want to say uh before i move on to the equestrian accounts shout out to addy invest once again okay these guys are sponsoring today's video and thank you very much uh, i actually love working with these guys because they have such a freaking cool uh app and platform here in the canadian market this is obviously my stock portfolio that we're talking about today my rsp my tfsa this is my exact recording of my phone you guys saw in the last week that we actually went ahead and purchased our property. And as you can see in our little city here, we now own only $30, but a small little amount and every little bit counts. We own $30 here in the Oliver Apartments, uh, Oliver United Apartments project. And actually what I love about Addy, there's this fun little multiverse feature where as you add more and more investments, obviously my portfolio just sits right now with the one investment. We're going to be adding a second one here and we start to build and form our little city. It's a fun 
way to you know visualize your portfolio. I really, really like what they're doing. It's really innovative. But for those not familiar with Addy Invest, hey, work with these guys tons over the years. It's essentially a platform that allows you to get your hands on some real estate projects with very, very, very little dollar figures. As you see, I invested $30 into this one project. Today, I think I'm going to be doing about 70 into the second project. But um, yeah, there's all types of projects you own, primarily in Canada, but they are expanding to the US. And there's a ton of cool projects like like buildings that you might actually drive by and might live there. And they essentially buy them and you can buy little shares or units, if you will, and actually have ownership all within this app. So I'd highly encourage you guys to check that out. But up on the screen, I'll show you exactly what I plan to do here. We're going to go look at the prop drops as we did last time. And now we're going to be buying one in Toronto. I've done my research on this. This drop is still live. As you can see, there's still availability. Go through on your own time. Feel free to read uh, the offering document, all of the details about here about this, but there's 608 investors. I'm going to join them in this venture here. I'm going to hit invest, obviously go through your questionnaire, which we'll just skip over, acknowledge the disclaimer, and I'm going to do a $70 investment. It's what I have left in my portfolio, cash-wise, my cash balance, excuse me. Read the offering document, which I've already done. As we can see, we're buying 70 uh, units at a dollar per share. Go ahead and sign these documents, which I will skip over for you guys. Document completed, sign documents, hit confirm. And just like that, you are officially, almost officially the owner of the Cliffside condo. So it's super cool. I actually just got to announce my portfolio. I actually added Toronto there, but I'm going to go ahead and go back to actually my uh, portfolio. Essentially, you'll see in my multi, in my Adiverse, what we'll see now is actually two investment properties. So just like that, we're already expanding our little city, our little portfolio if you will, of holdings. And my total investments sit at about $100. So I'd highly encourage you guys to go check it out. Obviously do your own research. Back on Addy's website, which I will link down below, I'd highly encourage you guys to go for the Addy One membership. You get all sorts of different perks. Obviously you can check it out for free, which I'd encourage you to do as well. Links down below. But uh, feel free to pause the screen and take a look here. You get access to all of their properties as they drop. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee. There's a book club. There's private access to investments with no exclusions. There's so many cool features about being an Addy member. You guys know I love them, so check them out. There's a link down below. And thank you to Addy for sponsoring this part of the video. Now, moving on into the second part of my portfolio, we are jumping over to Quest Trade. And just as a reminder, I personally really like to use the Quest Trade Edge option here. I really don't like the new Quest Trade uh, layout. I did a short on that as well, if you guys want to know how to quickly go back. But here we're looking in at the corporate margin account. You're going to see actually, honestly, a lot of the similar holdings. So Apple, uh, again, done well. Apple continues to climb well. Here we do have some meta exposure. Meta's done well, up uh, 35%. I actually sold meta for a big, big gain in my TFSA, which we won't see reflected. But uh, here it's just been steady climbing along up 35%. Cisco again in both both positions. Uh, I own Cisco. Lockheed Martin up 21%. Unilever's done well, up 20%. FedEx, uh, Manulife. Everyone's dogs on Manulife. But if you buy at the right times, here we're up 16% plus the dividends, guys, right? They're paying an attractive, attractive yield. Coca-Cola is a smaller position. They're only coming in at about 3% of the portfolio, but that's fine. It's steady Eddie. Uh, I lost where I was. Google has posted a gain. It was down. Now it's back up 7%. Fortis, a classic uh, 5%. And XHY, believe it or not, XHY is a big part of our portfolio here. And again, you could look at this kind of like a placeholder. Obviously, this is a, this is a not obviously, but for those that don't know, this is a high-yield bond fund that trades on the Canadian market by iShares. Essentially, a way to park cash, get some yield. We still do have a bunch of cash. But uh, Mark and I together uh, thought that this would be a good time. And with the high yields, uh, with the increasing rates, we're actually getting an attractive yield off this uh, investment. 
Suncor is essentially flat. And here we see a few positions that are flat, but in the red. Again, TD, Brookfield, Johnson, Johnson, Royal Bank, and then Brookfield again. See, to me, the fact that these are red, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. 20 years from now, these are, I don't know, let's hope, they're not going to be red. It takes time for some stock to grow. And again, these are relatively new accounts. Like these accounts have been built over the past couple of years where things have been choppy. So no worries with these holds here. These are kind of core long-term holds. Embridge, another same idea. Maybe I'll just move this up here so you guys can see a little bit better. But uh, Ambridge is down 7% because Ambridge has kind of fallen off a cliff. Pfizer is one of the bigger positions right now. I say bigger, it's at 7%, but I just added to Pfizer. So it was down, essentially averaging down and continuing to build up that position. Don't love the Pfizer company, but I do like the price it's trading at right now. Tencent, as we can see, again, we we do own Tencent and BABA in here, down less less so, uh, 16 and 17%. So we have slightly better entry prices than we will see in the TFSA in just a moment. Nevertheless, I'll finish off with a couple of thoughts on those. And then here's been a couple of dogs in the portfolio, which is the apartment REITs, uh, the automotive, automotive APR.UN.TO, excuse me, automotive properties, uh, real estate REIT, investment trust down 18%, and then Algonquin Power down 27%. And the timing on those was rather poor. But uh, to finish it off, and we do still have some cash in this account as well. Uh, balance, we're sitting on about $5,000, $6,000 of cash across the board. So if you look at US dollar and Canadian dollar cash, so not fully invested. And again, that's something like I mentioned, we like to have accessibility to is that we have some cash left aside. Toggling over to the TMSA, this is one is unfortunately where it looks quite ugly. And uh, here we see the massive drops um, on uh, Tencent and Alibaba basically down 50% and big parts of the portfolio. The rest is kind of steady as she goes. Adobe's been nice to me, um, up 16%. Costco, here's a CDR that I own. So I opted for Costco CDR. The reason for that simply is, I think it came down to, I had Canadian dollar cash in the account at the time. So I wanted to buy the Canadian dollar uh, CDR. And again, I'm indifferent to those. I like both options. BlackRock uh, posting a 6% gain so far. It was down, uh, kind of has trekked up a bit. Nike as well, essentially flat. They went on a nice run and they have kind of tray, uh, you know, turned back down. CNR down 4%, but no issue with that one. Google down 6%. Give it some time. I think these are going to be great long-term holds. And then my Chinese stocks right here. So the history behind this, you guys know, is when I sold my home, the, the reason this account is so small and it's building up is, you know, I emptied out my TFSA a little while ago to put towards my down payment. And I sold the entire TFSA to help fund that um, investment the down payment, but I did keep two stocks and the two stocks that I opted to hold were Tencent and Alibaba. And uh, you guys advised in the in the uh, comment section, maybe you shouldn't do that. And in hindsight, that would have been a great call to just uh, liquidate everything. I stuck with my gut and uh, I am actually still extremely optimistic on the Chinese market as a nation. I look at these big nations and kind of what the directions they're heading in. With all due respect to our society here, I mean, I think there's a lot of turmoil uh, in the North American countries. Believe it or not, that's funny to say looking at a, a dictatorship like China, but I do think there is, um, you know, some unfavorable stuff happening. And I do think that China and India and other nations on the other side of the world are actually um, strengthening in many respects. And although we're down 50% on these, the question I ask myself when I look at this you know, position is, would I want to buy Tencent and Alibaba at today's prices, right? When I see th these stocks today, I do my research, which... Again, I'm always <laughs> looking at these stocks. If I were to see these stocks today, would I want to own them? Regardless of whether I bought here, 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 here. At this price today, would I want to own Tencent? The answer to me is yes. And with that said, 
it's uh, kind of a mental trick that I like to play on myself is don't think about the past. There's no sunk cost, uh, this or that. It's at today's price. Do I think there's a, it's promising? I do. And um, that reason being is why I continue to own the stocks. I don't cut my losses. Again, I could be entirely off here and I'm not encouraging you to go out and buy into any of these stocks. I don't encourage you to buy into any of these stocks. I'm literally just showing you guys my portfolio. So I hope you can appreciate the transparency. You can see that it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Um, this TFSA has definitely been the, the the dud of my entire portfolio. And this is our precious TFSA. I would say keep in mind that this doesn't reflect like the full picture because I mean, I had my TFSA for many, many years. It had done very well. It looked very similar to the RSP. If you look at the RSP, you're going to see green across the board. That's just because I've invested for long enough periods of time. If you invest in good quality companies for long enough periods of time, yes, you're going to have the odd dud here and there, but in general, you should be making money over time. The Questrade accounts, like pretty much these are like new accounts, if you will. They started, you know, pandemic and beyond. So the past couple of years that we know, the past couple of years have been quite choppy. So if your accounts are looking shaky, but you're owning good quality companies, uh, I just re uh, remind you, sometimes it takes time for them to kind of um, come to fruition. And it's not all perfectly green. I wish it was, but it's a mix. And at the end of the day, I hope that uh, this is a good way of displaying that for you guys. There's my quick little update. Uh, hey, if you appreciate the transparency, this is like full transparency. Again, over on Blossom, you can see a bunch of my stuff, but you know the TD account doesn't link. But this is like a full look under the hood. And I know you guys do ask for it. I hope you guys appreciate it. Uh, you can let me know down in the comment section below what you think. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it looking ugly? Any suggestions you have to my portfolio? I'm open. I'm all ears. I will remind you again, check out Addy, guys. Addy is awesome. And for 50 bucks a year to go check out Addy1 and get access to all these features, I would highly encourage it. They're good, good partners on the channel. And uh, hey, now we've looked at my stock portfolio and my Addyverse, which is expanding slow and steadily. But uh, there's a link down below to go check them out. As always, our academy is down below too. If you want to learn how to invest and build a portfolio DIY style, hey, we have a trading program where we'll take a Canadian from start to finish. Here's our website if you haven't got the chance to check it out. So there'll be a link to that down below. Check out what our students are saying, the testimonials. Uh, there's a ton of stuff. Students that I've gone from, I've never invested before. I don't know nothing about investing and they want to build a portfolio. Not even like mine, right? Mine's a way more complex portfolio because I went in and bought a bunch of individual stocks. Most of our students don't opt to do that. They take a completely different approach that works with their lifestyle. It starts with the education. It starts with the knowledge and finding out what solutions and what options work for you. And the best part um, <clears throat> about being a DIY investor is you can make those decisions and decide, decide what's best. So there's a link down below for that. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.